Welcome to the Media Mavens Podcast. This is the podcast where you'll find the latest and greatest trends, topics, and tribulations with industry leaders. And now, here is your host, the CEO of Axis Entertainment and the Media Excellence Awards, the original media maven herself, Sarah Miller. Hi, this is Sarah Miller, CEO of Access Entertainment and your host for Media Maven's podcast. And I'm here with my co-host, Michelle Koshman, COO of AMB Publicity. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Sarah, my modern maven. How are you, dear? Good. How are you doing today? Doing super good. Just getting some of my luxury on for middle of a week. Right. It's just so crazy because I was just on Rodeo in Beverly Hills visiting a girlfriend. And I just, it always wondered how quickly these guys are going to bounce back in the luxury market with everything going on, which means I'm super excited for our next guest to come on. So let's bring Chris. Absolutely. Modern luxury. So our guest today is Chris Gialanella, who's a publisher of Modern Luxury, two magazines, Angelino Magazine, LA Confidential. Uh, Chris, welcome to Media Mavens. Oh, hey guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Michelle. Pleasure to Welcome. be here. We're glad, you. you're, we're glad you're here. Now, modern, like, I mean, so I've known Chris for a long time. I've been in Angelino and LA Confidential, but I don't think I did you justice on the intro, Chris. Modern Luxury is such a luxury magazine in like five yes. different markets, but you have three or four here in Southern California that you oversee. So give us a little bit of background on what Modern Luxury is in the magazines that you're publishing here. Thank you. So Modern Luxury, basically, we are a lifestyle luxury brand. We're national. And within each city, we've got different magazines. We've got digital footprints. We've got events. We do sponsorships. We do all sorts of fun stuff. So right now, we're in 18 markets across the country. We've got about 88 titles, right, which is phenomenal. So from LA to New York to Miami to Hawaii to San Francisco. So I run the Los Angeles market and the Orange County market. So within LA, we've got Angelino Magazine, LA Confidential. We've got um, Interiors. We've got a Beverly Hills Magazine. And then in Orange County, we've got Riviera. So within all those, and we have Palm Springs as well that, that I run out in the desert. So within all those print magazines, we've got different capabilities and different opportunities for both readers and advertisers. So you really got the luxury market covered up here. We sure do. So it's so funny because you guys, you do such a tremendous job. Like we've chatted throughout COVID, this pandemic, and I don't want to harper too much on pandemic, but you know, the big issue is you guys are a magazine. Advertising dollars were getting slim prior to the pandemic. And I know these luxury markets are fighting to get back up there to start getting the awareness and everything. And I think the magazine industry, if I'm not mistaken, advertising is better than it was pre-COVID because people need to advertise and get their name out there. And people are at home. They want to flip through magazines because I think they want to break from reading so much online and watching the news. Like, how are you guys doing? Because you have done such a tremendous job with your Instagram live interviews. You have showed such strength and leadership of keeping like some major luxury magazines going up in the virtual events to um, building the stories up and you're launching the October men's issue for Angelino. So like, you know, we want to know, like, what have you been doing that's different or how is all this affecting you guys and your advertisers? For sure. So, you know, obviously when the pandemic hit in March, 
Uh, we did take a, you know, a beating a little bit with some advertisers, a lot of the hospitality, hotels, restaurants, you know, local businesses kind of kind of took a pause due to closures and lack of travel. So we really had to think on our feet. So what we did was we decided to take our editorial calendar, throw it out the window and say, what do we do as a, a media company during, during this stage of life? So we created our really awesome hope issue back in May, June, which was really an issue that paid homage to all the frontline workers. So it gave us an opportunity for conversation. And that's really what we did in March and April was converse with clients, with readers, and really find out how are you doing? What's going on in your business? How can we help, right? So that's really what we started doing to really get the conversation going because it's really hard for us on the sales side to be calling businesses to advertise when pretty much the world felt like it was coming to an end. So that was May, June. And then we had to kind of think outside the box and we realized what was happening, and you brought up that point, Sarah, a lot of people were starting to read the magazines more and more because they were home. And modern luxury has always been a vehicle to take people away from their everyday woes of hard news and sports and politics. So we really never really catered to that market. We were always wanted to get people away from that market. So modern luxury became sort of a, a staple or is a staple in a lot of these homes. So we were printing more magazines. So we took the hotel copies that we weren't distributing and moved them more toward residential. And, you know, people are reading print more than ever now, kind of like old is new. Uh, right. People are going back to the drive-in. People are, you know, so we're seeing an, an influx of print readers. And even in the younger generations of some of the millennials are starting to read print again. So that's been pretty remarkable. But, you know, we pivoted and we came up with different strategies. And as you mentioned, obviously, we joined the virtual world of experiential. We did some, I hosted a virtual wine tasting with uh, Vanessa Williams and the nice. Derby Road Winery which was a lot of fun and it gave an opportunity for raising money for, for a charity called Drive Toward a, Toward a Cure uh, for, for Parkinson's. So we did that. We also you know, found ways to integrate our partners together because all we do, you know, we're connectors in the community. So we had to really think of unique ways to connect. So right now with you know, Q4 approaching, obviously we're seeing the world opening up and businesses are kind of coming back. And as you said, businesses need to get the word out. They want to show all the Los Angeles and Orange County people that we're open for business. So it's my job to come up with creative ways to get that that voice heard. Uh, our companies, I mean, I feel everybody was frozen in the beginning, but now I feel like, okay, guys, it's time to get back, time to get going, time to thrive and survive. We've got to get through this. It's, you know, it's going to get back to normal eventually. So I feel like everybody is, I mean, obviously with restrictions, but I feel like the economy is bouncing back. I feel that we're going to hit a bubble again. It's like in spring after the elections and everything because COVID is going to be over. Well, we'll have the vaccines by then. People will kind of get back to normal and everything. And I feel like people are going to be so excited to get back out to socialize. I mean, we're, you know, humans. We're social creatures. We need our communities back. And I feel like that's a, such an amazing time to look forward to in business because I think business is going to kind of, we haven't been in a bubble in so long. And I do think, we may hit another bubble and people may start spending and doing well again first to second quarter next year. I mean, it's just yeah. my feeling from looking at everything in the trajectory of analyst reports. Are you seeing kind of the same trends on the luxury yeah. market side? We, we are. I mean, obviously some of the luxury brands, it's like, you know, who's wearing a Christian, you know, Dior gown right now, right? 
So there's no events to be going to. So we're starting to see a, a pickup a little bit more with the luxury goods market. Obviously, watches is always a big category for us. Jewelry is, is, is always strong. So we're seeing definitely an influx there. And also, a lot of the uh, luxury brands want to get back to their targeted, rooted audience of people who may have not been in those stores over the past six months. So modern luxury creates that kind of local capability of us bringing the very wealthy people back into these stores. So we're seeing a lot more buzz on the streets with the luxury brands coming back strong. So I think Q4 is not going to be as strong as it was last Q4, but it's definitely um, on an uprise as well. But I agree with you. I think the election is also a time where things kind of go on halt. So, you know, we'll see what happens there. But for us, some big categories have been real estate. Obviously, people are spending a lot of times in their homes and maybe saying, hey, I want to buy a new home or I'm going to look for a second home. So that's always been a strong category during the pandemic. And home design has been really strong with designing and people that want to, you know, redecorate and create different environments for their homes. Mm-hmm. So that's also another area that we're seeing a stronger presence with advertisers and, and interest in, in what we do. Oh, sorry, Michelle. <laughs> I didn't know where so, so my other thing oh, is like, no. like I, I talk to Michelle a lot about this. My biggest, like I'm, we talk about, cause we know between her red carpets and all the events we all go to, I miss my runway shoes. I miss all the pretty dresses. I, I there's nowhere to go. So we're not buying that stuff. And just to be honest, my couture, my COVID couture, as I call it, when I'm working from home is probably my red Mickey Mouse t-shirt, but it's like, I miss being back in the market. I miss being Uh back at the events and networking, wearing the clothes. So I do understand people are dying to get back out there. But I also think that because we're at home, I would think the interiors magazine would be blowing up for you because everybody I know is putting the houses under construction. They're rebuilding, redecorating because it's their new normal. They may not go back to offices. So they're redoing their homes right Uh now. So I, I, that makes sense. That totally makes sense how that market's blowing up right now. Yes, 100%. And do you get the sense, Chris, because feedback from your readers and speaks volumes about where their minds and hearts are. Do you get the sense that luxury lifestyle has become more humanized or is it still kind of that glamorous dream? Are, are you I able to pick up on what they're... More. Yeah, I, I think I think it's become a lot more humanized, and I think people want to be careful. Almost like in two thousand, you know, eight, when people didn't want to be seen with like a Harry Winston shopping bag, right? I think people also <laughs> want to just be courteous because obviously there's a lot of people who are currently out of work, and you know, a lot of the economy is is really in, in, in dire straits right now. So, I think the luxury market is very sensitive to it, you know. But I do think our audience itself are people who are still going to take that big trip next year and they're still going to buy that second home, right? So maybe it's not going to be done right. loud and proud, but it'll still be done. So that's kind of where, you know, our brand is, has been, you know, remarkable because again, we do cater to the luxury market and we have, you know, local presence here in LA and Orange County that allows us to get, you know, visibility from our advertisers to the, to the right readers. Yeah. Right. Lots of travel dreams going on right now. <laughs> I just, I just think the brand mark, I think the thing where the brand spending is people want to spend where their brand loyalty. And I think right now with some of these brands that are kind of the winners and I hate to say that word winners and losers, given what we've all been through, but people want the backstory to that brand. They want that authentic 
approachable. Like, you know, people don't want to be as bougie. They don't want to be showing off. I mean, a lot of people yeah. don't, some still do, but I think the people who aren't showy and look at me, look at me, they just want the luxury that they can afford in life. I think they're going to, their affiliate are going to be the brand loyalty to the backstory, the authentic, the approachable. And if brands aren't going to reshift their thinking and their messaging and how they're advertising, I don't think they're going to come back as strong as they could. Or it's a matter of when, not if their competition is going to be more authentic and tell the backstory that's going to attract and hold that brand loyalty. I think that's where the spending is going to shift. Yeah. And we're also, you know, for us, it's always been about support local as well. And obviously, there's so many local stores here in L.A. on Melrose and Larchmont that have really been hurt. And my job is to make sure that we get people in those doors, either shopping in person or shopping online. So, you know, that's a whole nother market area that we cater to is the luxury market on a local level. Right. So some of the smaller stores like Maxfield on Robertson and, you know, Crustacean Restaurant or the Lapeer Hotel in West Hollywood, like these are obviously very important, you know, resources for us in Los Angeles. And we want to make sure we're getting the local market to go into these places because the last thing we want is for to see a shutdown of all these, you know, smaller mom and pop kind of places that have just kind of been the signature of, of who we are as a city. So that's sure. another area. It's not just, you know, the big luxury national stores, it's the smaller mom and pop shops too, that we, we want to make sure we, we cater to. Yeah. So you, and you've done such a tremendous job. I mean, I've known you for so long. feels like, and you used to do such a great job on the small VIP events for these smaller mom and pop shops. How is that affecting? Because I know we could go back with smaller groups and I know modern yeah. Angelino, LA confidential, your LA ones were very big on running either. Monthly yeah, well, We're keeping and- the events. We obviously do. Our biggest event of the year is Live and Dine, which is our big foodie event where we have it at the Fairmont Hotel every the last Sunday in July. Obviously, this year it was it was canceled. Next year, uh, we're talking to the Fairmont about bringing it back, but maybe on a smaller, more intimate level outside, obviously. So we're going to see a lot more smaller, meaningful events that we're going to be doing. Right now, I'm working on, on an, uh, a post-Emmys party, which is a small dinner party of 20 people over the Lapeer Hotel. So that'll be literally tables of two. And we have a lot of liquor brands and automotive brands that want to, you know, still want to be a part of what we're doing. So those are kind of the ideas that we have in mind for some of these smaller intimate events. Because we have to, you know, really be careful and, you know, make sure we're, 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 you know, covering the laws of COVID and doing the right thing. Because the last thing we want to do is, is do anything that's going to cause anybody any, any problems with their health or, or anything else. Yeah, so I think that's a good shift. I mean, because I, I, I saw a thing, Michelle, I went to Texas too, is that Comic-Con just put a stake in the ground that they are going to be live in December in person, right. you know, easier safety, but they're not going to waver. They decided that's it. We're going big or going home because they've got to get back out there. But I do think we're going to see a lot more smaller intimate events and they're going to have to be rescaled because it's funny because we're looking at the MEAs of doing just high-end cocktail VIP small event on a rooftop. And like Chris, we started, this is so funny. When we first met, I have to tell the story. I know you're going to kill me as soon as (laughs) the podcast comes out. (laughs) 
I was literally, I went to lunch with Chris. I literally sent like two or three leads over to one of his sales guys I was friends with. I, Chris wanted me to be in Angelino magazine, Dynamic Women. I was in it and I never really met Chris. So we went to lunch to um, the sushi place up on Sunset. Sushi Roku. First time I've ever sat down with Chris, right? Ever. I guess my Chris Giolanella story. And Rob <laughs> Reiner was there with his wife and walked in. And Chris had done such a tremendous job because every month there's always a new celebrity on the cover of Angelino talking about right. the, the brand. And so we walked over, I never forgot this, to Rob Reiner. He was very gracious, very gracious. His wife wasn't happy. We broke up their lunch date. But he was so gracious, had shook Chris's hand, chatted with Chris a little bit. Chris gave him the magazines. And the magazine he gave him, I was on the cover of that issue in December. So he told Rob Reiner, oh, and this is Sarah. She's on the cover. And Rob Reiner looks at me. I was like, yeah, I'm his assistant. I'm just, I just do his. Well, you were in the Dynamic <laughs> Women. You're inside the magazine. Yes, you're in, you're in the magazine. The- and you, but you yeah. opened it to my photo. Uh-huh. To my right. I have, this, I have this photo. And it's Rob Reiner's holding that December issue of Dynamic Women. Oh, Women's wow. Magazine. Uh-huh. And it's opening to my photo and my article. Yeah. And I don't know what to say because Chris is just so, go talk to anybody, no fear. And I literally just sat there and Rob Reiner, you know, said something to introduce myself. Oh, I'm Sarah. I'm in the magazine. I do Chris's PR. I work with him. I literally was dying because I own my own agency, but I'm like, I'm Chris's PR girl. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> I was just like, oh yeah. my God. Yeah, we don't prep for responses to that. That's cool. I love that story. So, you know, there's certain legends in town. And obviously, I'm very respectful to celebrities. And, you know, Uh, normally just kind of leave them alone or whatever. But for some reason, and I had the same when I met with Robert De Niro. Maybe it's these Robs in town. Rob Reiner, Robert De Niro. (laughs) You have to go up and say hello. And the Rob Reiner thing was funny because I remember when we were chatting with Sarah, he was very friendly, and his wife obviously, I think, was upset that we interrupted their. I think it was their anniversary or something. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, oh no. I had asked I her. So I asked her what she did, and I think she took offense by that because she responded with, "Well, do you think I do nothing?" And I said, "Well, no. Well, you I don't, I don't know. asked her. You asked her because she is involved in a very, very big charity. You've done a few charity events and you were trying to think, hey, because like, you're so good top of our head, which is why we are good. We're at lunch together. We discussed that, hey, this would be a great, we have a charity issue coming up, which is what you said. And it would have been a great way to help her support her charity and her cause. But she didn't take it that way. She took it as you interrupted my anniversary lunch with my husband. Yeah. <laughs> well, none of us are perfect, right? You know what? <laughs> that, was very first, that was my first meeting meeting where Chris, um, Jill and Ella, and I will never forget the photos, but like, I think that was like, okay, I love Chris from that moment yeah. on. And ever since then, I'm like my partner in crime. It's yeah, so I mean, fun. the thing about you, Sarah, and myself and Michelle, you know, we're just meeting, but one thing in life is you can't take yourself too seriously. Yeah. You, know, you have fun and you know, you have to, you have to lighten up at times. And so that's one thing I always am. And I talk to everybody. I mean, I know every cashier at my local Ralph's, like <laughs> I know everybody. So I just like to talk to people. No, it was it was, it was this is this is one of our one of my legacy. That was our first interlude. It was awesome. Like ever since then, like I always such a huge supporter of yours. You know that. Thank you, Sarah, and we adore you as and well. And you're such a big help. 
and you support the magazines and we appreciate everything you do. My thing is let's talk about the individual magazines now because we have Angelino, we have LA Confidential. I, I know there's a lot of them in your repertoire. Yeah. But let's kind of go through, like what do we have to look for in some of these bigger magazines? Because LA Confidential, you guys bought out a year or two ago and took it under the Modern Luxury umbrella. And now you're trying to do Palm Street. Let's talk about. So how it worked was obviously Angelino was our crown jewel in Los Angeles. And the idea behind it was, you know, we started in Chicago back in 1994. And our CEO at the time, Michael Kong, would go to these charity events at night and take pictures of people, put them in a newsletter. He'd make copies of it at Kinko's, distribute it to the local neighbors. And before he knew it, local companies were saying, wait, my clients are in this newsletter. I'm going to put an ad in there. So that kind of brought the whole idea of the right, you know, the right audience, the right content, the right advertising would come along. He moved to LA in 99 and Angelino was born. And really it was the first luxury lifestyle magazine oversized. We wanted the advertiser to have sort of an advantage to having their ad look visibly bigger in the magazine. So really, again, taking people away from their everyday lives, luxury lifestyle. And then we, we bought Niche Media back in 2017. And that gave us an opportunity to add more markets to our portfolio and take sort of their crown jewels of Ocean Drive and Hamptons Magazine and LA Confidential and kind of mold them into, you know, the modern luxury model. So in LA, we had Angelino and LA Confidential sort of rival magazines. So what we do now is we have LA Confidential as a two time a year, fully entertainment driven magazine on the luxury side. And then we have Angelino, which is 10 times a year. But within every issue of Angelina, we have an LA Confidential feature where we have different celebrities um, on there as well. And we cater really what's going on inside award season and things like that. While Angelina was solely luxury lifestyle on the best places to shop and dine and travel and, you know, all that good stuff. So kind of get the best of all worlds with both brands. And then two years ago, I launched Palm Springs with Ken St. Pierre, my, my partner in crime. And that's been a great market because Palm Springs has become really LA's vacation destination. And even now, right. you can't even get a you can't even get a hotel room in Palm Springs in the summer because everyone's flocking there just to kind of have a little time away from their everyday lives. So right. you know, people are taking 120 degree weather, saying, "I want to go away." I mean, I'm going in two weeks, but now we're back to the season. But there were people going to Palm Springs all summer. It's been interesting too. And you mentioned that more and more millennials are starting to read print, which is kind of going back to a purist way of consuming content. Has that changed the way you plan the content for the, for the issues? Yeah, I mean, the content is really, obviously, you know, we do have content that, that skews to the, the younger crowds. Like, obviously, we want, it's still cool to know the best, like, record shot in Silver Lake, right? So we'll sometimes cover sure. things like that. But yeah, the millennials are definitely, we're getting a lot more readership, a lot of them are home with their parents, right? Because they all, a right. lot of them moved home. So the magazines are being distributed and we're saying, hey, they're reading it as well as their parents. So it's kind of interesting uh, when, when you look at it that way. But obviously digital is a big force of what we do as well. So obviously within each city, we have email uh, distributions. We have all sorts of things that we do online. So that's a big part of our, our play as well. So clients get the opportunity to have print run a digital campaign, whether it's native content on our website or send out a dedicated email to promote a new, a new product or a new store opening or whatever it might be. And then experiential is really the third arm. And that's really bringing to life who they are, whether it's through an event or through some sort of 
you know, in-person experience. So those are kind of the three aspects of what we do. I think the experiential is good because we're an experiential agency. We're always trying to focus on the creative and strategic side of PR, of connecting brands with their consumer in the market. And I love the experiential, but like, I think maybe that's I'm just too old school because I do, you know, we're in tech. So we're all about lean on tech, utilize tech, but there's something about a glossy magazine off the press that I just want to flip through, whether I'm chilling out on a plane. Right. And I, what I do is I literally find some of the best stuff and I'll tear out the magazine. I'm done with the magazine, but I'll tear out the ads. And like, I'm so guilty that I've gone and I've tried to hunt down that next pair of Prada's or Gucci. It's in the spring magazine, <laughs> but it's not on the market for another season or two. And I get super mad because I saw it in a magazine, but I am just one of those people who just loves flipping through these glossy magazines and like, I'll pull out things to remind me, oh, I was looking into that. Not so much modern luxury or whatnot or new products, but I don't, I'm kind of on the fence because I'm not a hundred percent digital, like a millennial, ah. I'm not a hundred percent physical. I, there's a purpose and a time and a place that I have to flip through a glossy magazine for some reason. Well, we also have, obviously our magazines are all read digitally. There's digital editions of every single magazine we have. And we're seeing an influx more of people that want to receive Angelino on the digital side. So like in LA, we probably have about 15,000 subscribers who get a copy of Angelino via email. When you click on it, it opens right to the digital links. You could actually read the magazine on your iPhone, iPad, or whatever you have. So that's another arm of what we do. Interesting. I think it's like news people. I think when you're constantly online, I mean, Michelle, I'm going to speak for us, you know, being in PR or, you know, anybody in the news media, you're constantly reading online, working on papers, releases, reports, projects that for a minute, you just want to take a break from the light and the blur and flip through something. Yes. So I'm still but then if I'm looking at a digital version, I can hit click forward. Hey, guys, check this out. I'm like, I'm a hybrid. Yes. <laughs> Luxury, I think. Yeah. Well, there you go. What's Chris? I know October issue. We're getting hitting October in, oh, two days. The men's issue. October's out. Yeah, we got the men's issue. We have Ethan Hawke oh, on the cover. He's playing uh, in the new movie Tesla. So that's something kind of exciting as a fellow Jersey boy like myself. And he's kind of gracing. And how we do it is we have sort of an A-list celebrity on the covers of the magazines in in all the core markets. So in all 22 markets that we're in, Ethan will will be on the cover of all those. So it's kind of unique how we work. We had Tyra Banks on the cover of September. Obviously, she's got um, her new role as the host of Dancing, Dancing with the Stars. She also has a new ice cream line out. November, we have the gal who is playing the Queen Lady Diana in The Crown. I can't recall her name. So she'll be on the, the cover of November. You know, so we just we're very particular on who we have on the cover. And then December is our annual arts, arts and dynamic women issue. So that should be something exciting to kind of end the year off on that note. And then we're into, you know, 2021. So obviously, we've got award season. Who knows if the Academy Awards are will most likely be virtual Golden Globes and BAFTAs. We have all that to look forward to and Grammys. Um, And then we get into March and, you know, the whole year continues again. So, you know, hopefully Experiential will be back. And as you said, Sarah, there's something to be said about being in person. And I think, you know, we're all ready for it. I know I certainly am. But, you know, that's kind of the road we're taking. Now, are any of your magazines competitive? Because I know when you guys 
grabbed LA Confidential, it was a you know question of which way do you go? Where where is LA Confidential these days? And yeah, so we have LA Confidential is inserted into Angelino. So if a client, you know, obviously we want to cater more to the entertainment sector, we we include them in that section. But LA Confidential comes out twice a year. So when we're oh, meeting it's not a standalone? It's not a standalone. It is a standalone twice a year. Okay. So what we do is we include it in the package because we like to sell obviously not print pages, we like to sell marketing solutions. So within that, we incorporate everything that makes sense for a customer. So if it's a movie studio or a liquor brand or automotive, LA Confidential, those two issues are definitely a must must be in. And then we, we kind of take it from there. So we find a place for, for all of our clients. Are you right. guys looking to step outside of the luxury market? Because I know we chatted actually with AMB a year ago at the Young Hollywood Award, Young Artist Awards that Michelle runs. And, you know, and I I presented an award. I was so grateful and so honored to be with Michelle and her team honoring Young Hollywood. Are you guys going to eventually... Yeah, I'd love to get involved. Michelle, I didn't realize that was you that that put put together, produced that event. It's a wonderful, wonderful show. Um, Yeah, Hollywood's longest running youth awards. Yeah, Yeah. Sarah was awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's the perfect fit for LA Confidential. Michelle's done such a tremendous job writing that because they're doing such a great job in these awards. But are you guys looking like we, you and I have talked a lot about doing these small, intimate dinners, getting you more into the youth, more into the tech area. Are you guys have any yeah, I mean, plans? We, I mean, obviously we like to get involved with, with, I like to be involved with everything, but who knows? Obviously luxury can be defined in different ways, right? I think digital has a lot of, obviously, a lot of the people that you profile and you award, Sarah, are obviously people that have great, you know, good amounts of money that are the kind of people that we want to attract as well. So, yeah, definitely would love to be involved more in, in some of those sectors. Yeah, I, I love that. Like, I, I don't forgot what happened like last or two summers ago. But I know Michelle is doing the Young Hollywood Awards turned virtual. But next year, that's going back on a physical as well. Correct? Right. Yeah. I mean, everything, you know, based on the sciences and numbers. Right. And, and just like every other brand. But what's nice is that it has well, we've also noticed is that it has brought us back to home. And Chris, you mentioned this a little bit, really finding out what speaks to people, where their minds and hearts are at, and then just finding a more humanized way to reach to them. So people are still producing amazing things. They're still being creative and talented and they still should be recognized. We're just finding newer more clever, more constructive ways to recognize them. So, yep, digital this year, um, just like like everyone else, planning for full 2021 bash back to real life. I think it comes down to it at the very end of the day. I think we've kind of come full circle. Like, Chris, you you know, we've we've all touched base where, you know, we're going to drive in movie theaters, Prince coming back. I feel like given this pandemic and what's been going on has been horrible, but there's a lot of good coming out of it because we're stepping back to realize that authenticity, that brand connection, that more creative ways to reach our audiences. And we are kind of going full circle again and coming back to basics on all, which I think is, it's not a bad thing. I think it's great that we're doing that and content at the end of the day is still the driving factor from movies, magazines, you know, all these young artists in Hollywood that are getting more creative on YouTube series, Netflix, I mean, podcasts. You know, there's there's more podcasts today than ever because people just are finding different ways to leverage technology 
to reach. It's a reset button, isn't it? It's a reset button for everyone, uh, which is a good thing. Absolutely. Totally agree. Yeah. So, Chris, we're so excited you joined us today. Yeah, it was fun. I always have a good time with you, Sarah, and you too, Michelle. (laughs) Thank you so much for your time. We have more stories to share on another podcast for another day. 24-hour podcast, right? Let's keep it going. Marathon. (laughs) We're going to do our own reality podcast, reality shows. Oh, that's another idea that, Chris, we need to chat about at lunch. But, you know, I'm so glad you took the time because I know you're so busy trying to get all these magazines back on the market. So we are definitely going to stay in touch with you. We're looking forward to this coming out. But... This is Sarah Miller, CEO of Axis Entertainment, with my co-host, Michelle Koshman at AMB. We want to thank Chris Giolanella at Modern Luxury for being on today. And Chris, if anybody who wants to reach out to you, they want to be on the magazine list, advertising, where can they reach you guys? You can reach me. at Obviously, I have a long time. You know, let me make it easy. <laughs> Go to my Instagram, at Christopher Gia, C-H-R-I-S-T-O-P-H-E-R-G-I-A. Shoot me a DM. Happy to answer any questions, or you can shoot me an email at cjelanella at modernluxury.com. Cjelanella, G I A L A N E L L A. But follow Chris, everybody. He's tremendous lifestyle juggernaut. Thank in this you. Country. And Chris, thank you so much for your time today. And we look forward to seeing everybody next Wednesday again at five o'clock. Thank you, guys. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Media Mavens podcast. If you don't want to miss an episode or you want to find past episodes, subscribe to the Media Mavens podcast on your favorite podcast provider. For more information, go to MediaMavensPodcast.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.